accessible for everyone to do. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot, like, with the setup, and it takes, like, a, kind of, like, a, a concept, an idea, and, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts are just, just kind of talking, you know, talking about random stuff. Yeah, it's, um, like, I listen to, like, the hip-hop ones that are, like, the, like Hannibal Burris's podcast. I used to listen to, like, Peter Rosenberg and, yeah. uh, like, the, the Juan Epstein one and, like, a lot of stuff like that. And then, like, the other ones I listen to, it's just, like, it's, like, the least cool shit, but it's, like, history podcasts, like, shit on, like, revolutions and stuff, and it's, like, super nerdy and academic, but I haven't gone to school in, like, years, and I'm, like, I don't really learn anymore, well, and I'm I was just, same like... Tip, man, for sure. I, like, at some, at some point, it was, like, they got really interesting just because, like, yeah, I can see how this shit could pop off now. Like, it's the same thing as 200 years ago with people not having work and people getting, like, pissed off and shit. Yeah, no, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I think that's what Cheers. podcasts are kind of for, too. Like, yeah. Like... I yeah I like learning I like learning about uh, conspiracy like I'm on like a whole alien tip right now okay like, <laughs> like I wouldn't call that learning Yeah, well, it's exploring that part of my mind. That, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, accepting, like, listening to crazy people, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Just talk about these far-out theories, about the pyramids. What did, They all, like, by the way, all these conspiracies lead back to the pyramids for right. some reason. Like, people like triangles, man. <laughs> that yeah. is that, I guess, the reason? <laughs> it's as strong as shape. Well, it I mean, is. It's pointy. Their their major point for it being uh, a like representation of like you know like a, like a greater life form is that it is like supposed to be symmetrical like yeah. per- like perfect and like yeah, yeah you know not easily uh, recreatable now. I mean, it's 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 funny because like I listen to like all kinds of stuff like and I watch the alien stuff and I'm like that's fun. And then it's like we're, we're going back to talking about like the loss. It's like parties like this where it's like I'll have a guy sit down to me and he'll be like 110% in on the alien thing. Oh, oh yeah, And then, yeah. that, then it's like another thing. It's like to me it's like it's fun. It's like but it's when you're like, okay, whoa. like No, but that's that's the approach that I take. It's like I like listening to like various degrees of those people and kind of right. sitting back and judging like their like craziness yeah, yeah, yeah. and being like – you know, like, what part of this craziness is valid, you know? And, like, what ties into, like, what's he trying to say, you know? There's some subtext there. Well, that's, like, I found out that, what was it, the the flat earth people. Like, that was invented, like, in a debate society. They were like, oh, we'll take, like, something ridiculous, but then we'll we'll have a society, like, so you practice your arguing by arguing for something that's, like, impossible to argue yeah. for. But then... Someone eventually discovered it, but missed that part and started taking it seriously. <laughs> and now it's this whole other thing. And, you're, and the people who started are like, wait, stop. All right, so Jay's setting it up right here. What we're going to do is we're going to have you draw a self-portrait. Oh, shit. While we ask you questions. This is not going to turn out right. Oh, no, no. However it turns out is turning out great. All That's right. the magic of it. All right. How do I how do I get it with the uh, 
with a mic. Alright, this is this is gonna work. My fly <laughs> So this is these fly drawing and my notebook skills from so the art in this is that you gotta keep going while we're asking you the questions. You're gonna be drawing a picture of yourself and we're gonna be asking you questions. I'll ask the first one. What right. uh, what was your uh, relationship like with your siblings? What was my relationship? Like, I have one brother. Uh, shout out my brother, Eric. And when we were growing up, like as kids, it was kind of all right. But by the time uh, he hit high school, like he was definitely cooler than me in high school. Oh, like, that whole yeah. He was nut. he was the little brother, and he was cooler. And oh, like, no. you kind of want like your little brother to look up to you, but he didn't like the same shit that I did. Like, he wasn't a hip hop head. He he was like in a metal band, okay. and like oh. you know, definitely his own thing. Like, and I and I gotta respect it. But it was like I kind of had feelings like a little bit. But then when we hit our twenties. How much younger is he? Like three years. Three years. When we hit our 20s, like, I, I hate to, this is going to make it sound terrible, but we kind of started smoking weed together, and that just brought us much closer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened to me and one of my stepbrothers. When we were the four, and the, when we found out we were the two weed smokers, we, like, now it's like we got our, our, our hand signals at our family dinners. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that was better. And then he eventually moved out of the country. He moved to Indonesia, and... Like, I didn't speak to him for a few years, which was kind of weird because I was like, are you like, are we still cool? No, you want to know what happened? Uh-huh. He, he actually went to Australia for like an, an exchange semester and he stayed there until they kicked him out of Australia. Because apparently okay, they will okay. kick you out after yeah, yeah, after X amount of years. They're like, you can't stay. Yeah, no, you, there's a there's a Commonwealth agreement where it's yeah. like you have like three years or something to work yeah, yeah. in Australia, nice. England. Yeah. And he ended up going to Indonesia just because someone he knew was like, yo, I'm starting some shit here in the business. And he's like, all right, cool. I don't want to go back home. Fair enough. And he ended up. I want to know what this business is starting in Indonesia. It was like an eco resort uh, because he's like a little bit more of a, or he was a little bit more of a hippie. I don't know if he he would still characterize himself that way. Once a hippie, always a hippie. But um, long story short, so... um, he ended like we get a call from him one day like two years into it and he's like so I'm getting married oh shit and I'm converting to Islam oh shit and we were all like the fuck just because it was surprising and because it was like we had no context about whether this was like a dramatic situation it turns out he met this girl there she is the most awesome girl they got married he had to convert but it was not really a you know no i know the whole deal my girl's uh syrian uh, persian yeah exactly so he had to do it like just for her parents and stuff and uh they moved back here and they're like i have a super great relationship with them now um you know she's like the most awesome example that i feel i want to show to everyone like everyone's like hating on immigration and stuff and i'm like yo fuck off this person is awesome why would you not want awesome people in your society yeah totally like not that, not that I ever assumed that you know, immigration I hate was to be bad. Rude, but uh, yeah. you know, oh shit, my bad. Do you really, really hate to be rude though, or do you love it? So, <laughs> I want to say I love it, but I don't. <laughs> Yo, do those spaghetti religions, spaghetti hat religions, still exist? 
What? You know what I'm talking about? The, the spaghetti monster. The spaghetti monster. Yeah. What? Wait, no, the legend no, no. of the spaghetti monster? No, what is this? It was. It's like a, a similar thing where like the, these people kind of just invented this bullshit religion called yeah, like, yeah. the spaghetti monster or something. Yeah, I think it was to make fun of like saying like these were people that didn't believe in God and they were like... Um, you know, God is ridiculous. If you can believe in a some dude with a beard telling you not to eat pork and oh, not to have okay. gay sex, I can believe in a flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, okay. But then I guess some people trolled and just started doing a thing with it. I never yeah. found out about that. Well, they have but they, the, the things they put their media appearances. They put strainers like like uh, noodle strainers on their heads. Yeah. Uh, what do you think it is that gives someone like the commitment to troll that hard? Ooh, avoidance. Yeah. Avoidance. Like yeah, a real time. What avoidance. is it? A bad relationship with their parents. Not getting laid at all. Yeah, like, there that's, you go. A, that's probably getting, a big yeah. one. Like, I'm not talking like a little bit. I'm talking about like when he's like, well, I really ain't got fuck else to do right now. Yeah. So. And I'm resentful. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I knew Incels. Me. There we go. The that incels. Was, yeah. That's the big media thing right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. My, uh, my girl freaked out when she found out that was a thing when that guy did the thing in Toronto. I guess, like, I'd read it somewhere briefly, but, like, you know, she read all the articles because it was, you know, she's, girl, it's a traumatizing thing. Yeah. And she's like, have you heard of this? And I'm like, people not being laid, being mad. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of it. Most of them don't shoot up people or, or, or run a trap, but I'm, I'm aware that they tend to not be in a great shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like chicken or egg yeah. <laughs> argument. No, I'm like I was like unfamiliar with this. What what you were talking about? What is this? That oh, it's it's like involuntary celibate. Okay, that's it's like a community of people who feel like this is something that's done to them that they're not fucking. Whoa! And then I like they're owed sex. Oh, I read somebody's post about that on Reddit, and like the way he framed the argument. Yeah. Indian dude, and he blamed it on his race. A lot about his race. A lot about how, yeah. It's it's I, really it's really fucking uncomfortable to read like that opinion, that emotion. You see that emotion <laughs> come out of someone, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's like just society as a whole. People like you know, you look at you look at what's like on TV or music videos or whatever, and people think. Yo, my life is supposed to be like that, even though in real life nobody's living like that necessarily. And then, like, you get really bitter about it, I guess. But I don't know. It's I don't I don't know how you can get to the point where you go out and hurt people you don't know. Like that that part of it is is beyond me. Hmm. Like you know, it's like I've had. Dry, I mean, I mean, maybe it's maybe I just never lived it the way they lived it. Maybe yeah. I haven't put my because I had dry spells and I've had bits where I had to look at my life and be like, yo. You're broke. You don't have a job. You're smoking too much weed. No girl is gonna want to fuck you right now. You gotta go out and cha- you know what is this it? is your okay. doing. But that's the that's the 2000s problem. Yeah, that's the 2000s problem with everyone's in front of a screen and everyone's you know like nobody's fucking anymore. Nobody's yeah. like real deal going out meeting people and fucking like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but you know what? That that's actually like for me that was like get, hitting that low point helped me change my life a little bit. Just because mm-hmm. that's when I started, like I, I was DJing before, but I'd quit it. But I started DJing again and going out to like raves and parties. And like, yeah, you make friends with people that like, not just the, the I mean, 
you know, shout, out, shout out the bums I went to high school with. Like, I still have some good friends from high school. Right. They're not the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, other than, the, you know, the, the, the friends I'm actually still, still friends with. You know, hanging out with people. They wouldn't be hanging out at these raves, basically. You know, I, I brought them and they were cool. No, no, but I'm talking about, like, other friends I had where it was like, why am I friends with you? Oh, yeah, because we ended in the same school, like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, man, I don't really have anything in common with you. And I'm not, like, you know, having a good time. I got to go out and meet some people that, like, I have, you know, that like the same shit as me totally. or whatnot. Totally. Especially, I don't know if you grew up in a small town or, like, uh, in the city. I grew up, I grew up in Montreal. I grew up... Um, I had like a weird situation growing up because like my fat like my mom's uh my mom's Quebecois, my dad's like Jewish, like from from Montreal and shit. And like when I was growing up, like for like a few years in the nineties, my dad did really well. So we had this nice house. And then like without really noticing it, it's like, ah, oh, we're not doing good anymore, we sold it. But like I'd already moved out, so it was like at one point I asked my dad, I was like, Dad, did I grow up rich or did I dream that? Because we don't have that shit anymore. <laughs> No, that's that's the art of it. This is this is like custom. Like, if you get a girl for these interviews, it's like she will be able to like multitask this shit like a motherfucker. As a guy, my brain does not do this yeah, yeah, like yeah. at well, that's all. The, that's kind of part of it. We're, we won't reveal the whole secret of the bit, but that's the, that's kind of part uh, of it. Yeah. So um, nose too high. Your your worst performance as a DJ. Oh my god. Definitely the one. All right. It was a house party. I drank an entire bottle of vodka behind the decks. Oh, shit. I fell down the stairs, my pants fell off, and I passed the fuck out at this house party. It was maybe 11.30 at night. Oh, shit. Did you finish your set, or was it like... I did finish my set, or, you know, whether I finished it or not, that was the end of the set. (laughs) What, What kind of vodka was it? I do not remember. Yeah. Absolute or something like that. It was that was many that was many moons ago. Um, that actually happened to me at like I, I learned not to DJ house parties with shitty sound systems where no one pays attention to you. Just get an iPod if you're do- gonna throw that kind of party. Yeah. Totally. Like totally. that that was that's the real lesson it's to true. be taken away from these situations is like if you want an iPod, get an iPod. If you want a DJ, it has to be set up so people are so yeah. depressing. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you're just there and you're like, Why am I doing this? Yeah, like, so she's in like one of those like like plateau apartments, you know what I mean? Where they're kind yeah. of, the living room's <laughs> kinda big, but like not that big. Like you're in the, the corner. The neighbors are knocking with the broom yeah, from yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the thing with T-Pain is, like, if you actually look at how he used it in his songs at the beginning, he knew how to use it, like, really well. I think Lil Wayne just didn't really know what he was doing at the beginning. And, like, Wayne could rap, so you were, like, you were doubly frustrated at hearing Wayne sing in autotune because, like, you're actually good at rapping. Why are you doing this? But T-Pain had harmonies. Yeah. That's the, I think he's the only T-Pain could do it for real. Yeah, yeah. If you ever check out T-Pain interviews on YouTube, he is one of the funniest. Yeah, he's great. He gets drunk and he just starts telling stories that he like clearly is not supposed to be telling. Yeah, yeah. It is great. hilarious. Yeah, he's really funny. Shout out T Pain. I like. I like. Yeah, I love T Pain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got. I got the. I, I'm in love with the stripper vinyl. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember, like, the weird thing is, like, I can't remember who is whack with autotune because none of them survive. Ooh, who is whack? Like, well, really? I mean, Wheezy was whack with autotune. Yeah. Future in the beginning was pretty whack with autotune. Early Drake with autotune was not very good. Like, I'm one of those people who thinks, like, that guy improved over the years, but his first record's, like, I went back and I was like, maybe I was just hating. Let me put it yeah, on. Yeah. I was like, nope. No, you are not <laughs> Oh, good. you didn't like it off the bat. No, yeah. no. I, I thought, like, eventually, like, a, a bunch of people were like, I remember when people were like, oh, he's faking, like, Jamaican accents and stuff. <laughs> I was like, nah, he's from Toronto. Now's the point where I'm actually beginning to tell that he's not trying as hard and he's probably actually just talking like what he... To me, it feels just like an extension of him trying hard. Right. Because I remember when Drake was a kid on, like, message boards. Right. And I used to listen to him. And at that point, everyone in Toronto hated him mm. because he wasn't Toronto enough. Right. And then, like, three years ago, suddenly he's, like, the most Toronto mans in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Toronto mans. Yeah, like, yeah. we're with that shit. Yeah, the plural, the plural on the mans is the Toronto. I don't think, like, I don't think I could ever defend what he's doing. It's just, like, at some point to me, it's, like, I notice it. Like, back in the days, you'd have rappers come out and, like, you'd have to get the record deal. And so you'd come out and you'd been working for years to get this and you'd craft, like, Illmatic or Ready to Die. And that's not going to happen because now at that point, like, all of that stuff is happening in public. Yeah. Like, you have the development in front of oh, everyone's entirely. eyes with the, with the mixtapes and stuff. Like, even, like, early Kendrick, if you go back to his, like, mid-2000s stuff, it's like, you know, he, could, he wishes he could delete that off the internet. It's so bad. And, like, I feel for Drake, it, like, it wouldn't have been as bad if we'd not seen all of that awkward shit, like, that happened the first four years. But I can't erase that from my mind. Well, like, we're at that stage in, like, YouTube and, like, technology where, like, we could go back, like, ten years on people's YouTube pages and see, like, Drake, yeah. you know, playing dice with Bishop Brigante, right? Like, yeah. I always wonder what's going to happen with that, like, not in 10 years, but, like, in 50 years, when people are going to, like, pull up, like, I'm talking, like, especially in America, but, like, even even in Canada, it's like, you pull up, like, news footage from 100 years ago, it's like, yo, your grandma was racist as fuck. Like, she was on Fox News. Like, like nowadays, like, people get to forget that their ancestors did that, but now we're going to have, like, we have, like, the documents right here. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm always wondering what's going to happen because that's going to be awkward for people because, like, you know, now there's stuff that, like, you know, you, you always get to forget what you were doing 20 years ago. It's like, oh, no, no, I wasn't against this. Like, no, 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 that was somebody else. But I don't think, like, it's been out long enough to, like, fully understand the ramifications of how this is going to affect us all oh, socially. definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, so nobody knows how to police it. Mm. Nobody knows, like, there's, like, you know, like, nobody knows, like, how much of this is healthy for you, how much social interaction, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like... Well, I mean, the thing is, we're not going to know that until the generation now that's developing. You yeah. know what I mean? They're growing up within it. Uh, yeah. Like, everyone at this point still, like, we remember what the world was. But it's being unparented because you don't know how to... Parents, like, these people are discovering things, like, you know, that are kind of being, like, unchecked because there's oh, no entirely. rule book yet. You know? It's like... At the same time, it's like... I saw something yesterday that was, like... It actually, like, gave me a little bit of faith. Like, I went to picnic with my homie. He rolled through with, like, his little cousins and stuff. They're, like, 11 and 10 or whatever. And, like, I was there and, like, you know, I don't hang out with kids, like... Why would I like? So it's like I haven't. I haven't 
I mean, you were saying earlier when you were talking about Nas and his best album being Life is well, not best. No, not his best. One of his good. Life ones. is good. Like I stopped listening to Nas like a long time ago. Do you ever like let go of an artist? Yeah, a lot. Uh, who have I let go? Got let go. Jay Z. Yeah. A- after yeah. American After American Gangster, there has been no good Jay Z albums. I agree. Um, I think I won't listen to that good. Wayne. Wayne for sure is drugs are bad. Yeah. Um. Like, pretty much all, I mean, all the 90s guys at this point almost are just not in a good... That's true. Good Who's a survivor? Andre 3000? Is that... Oof, I didn't big boys, boy, big, big boy, boy. Big boy. Outcast. Red, you know, it's Red Man fell off. Red Man yeah. fell off hard. Yeah. Rock Marciano is still dope. Uh, yeah, but he got a new, like, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's like a new, now. but he's from that yeah, era. Yeah, that's yeah. true, but... It's weird. You only get, like, so many good... You know, you know who fell off more recently? Like I, this weekend, I got really upset at him and tweeted, "The ASAP Rocky album is trash." Yeah, it is so trash. It is like he thinks that he's being deep as shit on that record. Like I sampled Moby. That is not a good. That is not a good look, bro. No. <laughs> Moby. I love ASAP Rocky though. He's like someone who's like really dumb, but he doesn't know it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know who he reminds me of is Derek Zoolander. He's gonna, oh, oh shit, that is fucking amazing. He's yeah, gonna open because he's amazing. in fashion, right? It's like I feel he's gonna open like the ASAP Rocky school for kids who can't read good. Yeah. Oh, oh that man. is so funny, man. Yeah. ASAP Ferguson is Owen Wilson. Yo, me. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be a green alien in this in this portrait. Oh, shit. Nice. Is that how you see yourself? Apparently. Nice. But um, I got, like, unorthodox Nas album opinions, though. Like, because most people are like, oh, Nas fell off, and then, like, he got better in the 2000s. I feel that's not true. I like the late 90s jiggy Nas albums. Like, I really like I Am. Me too. Maybe it's because I was 15 when it came out, and everything is awesome when you're 15, but... Yeah, you you have special relationships with the music you listen to at that time. Nostradamus was not a good record, I gotta admit that. But exactly. You were only 16 then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like he did the lost tapes that was like apparently from that same session. Those were dope tracks. And uh, I lost him there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lost yeah. him there. Yeah, me too. Nah. Uh, yeah. Who really? Like I, I, I still have. Stillmatic. I liked Stillmatic actually. Yeah, that's the one everyone like. Everyone's like Stillmatic, Illmatic, and then life is life is good. It was like, written. I liked it. it. Was written. It was written. Was that was the great crime, Nas crime novel really. Yeah. Yo, you know who I tried to call the other day? Lord have mercy. Oh, wow. That's been a long time since I heard that. He was on Busta's label. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. tracked down his name in the phone. I wanted to do a track with him. Call him on the phone. I called him on the phone. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wanted to do a track with him. So I found his real name, and I figured, like, you know, like, whereabouts he's from in Brooklyn, and maybe he's still got a spot there. I could get a hold of his mom and his girl. Nice. And a woman answered the phone, and I asked for his government name. And she asked who's calling, and I said, someone who wants to do business with him. And she's like, he'll call you back. Oh. 
Yeah. Someone who wants to do business with them. Yeah. So I said something that That's affects. a shady sounding thing. Well, I don't know. It wasn't even for me. It was for like a client. It was from a, re- a recording client okay. that, had, that wanted to do a song with him, actually. I want to know who really, and like, I'm very curious about who wants to work with Lord Have Mercy in 2018 specifically. Yeah, it was a guy who was recording here, and I. That I was isn't the one an orthodox who, choice. He was, I was the one who, like, he was like, I really want to get it on a record, and I was the one who convinced him to make the call, and he didn't want to make the call. I was like, fuck it, I want to make the call. Like, let's call fucking Lord have mercy and see if he wants to like cause I mean like he was dope like he was really yeah. dope he was unique he had a deep this crazy wicked voice wicked ways wicked ways yeah, wicked wild though for like someone who like had such little music I haven't seen any kids Fair in like enough. forever no, yeah, you know sure yeah, it's yeah. like I'm there and I'm like oh like what the fuck are you, you like do you guys even do now it's like we were at this rave <laughs> no, they saw like a rope swing and they were like more fascinated by like pushing each other on the rope swing than they were with their phones and they were with like the oh, music yeah. on yeah. and I was like you're still kids like you know I don't I don't think they're gonna be as fucked up as like no, some people you know, I can swear on the podcast right yeah, now. of course yeah. I, I like I please dotted, swear more yeah all good yeah yeah no that happened to me I was hanging out with my girlfriend's uh, niece and nephew who are like probably eight and ten and like we went out to dinner with them and like I'm just kind of having dinner with these two kids and my girlfriend and like I mean, like, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, usually you Your meet... Jo- my, all my jokes died. Like, they died flat. They felt totally flat. That's why people get dad jokes, though, because it's the only thing that works, like, with those kids. Yeah. It's like, you're not, getting, you're not getting corny on purpose. You're just adapting for the audience that I guess is in front of you. Or you don't be that guy at all. No, no. I like What I like with kids is you you use them as a counterpoint for your humor. Right. It's like when you treat a little kid like a grown-up, it's fucking hilarious to everyone else around. It is funny. And fuck the kid, man. The kid will, it'll laugh later on. Yeah. <laughs> I'd read the Scarface one because I, I bet Texas, just the environment in that time, I don't know anything really about that, but like Texas itself interests me. It's such a fucked up place and it's such a place unique to itself. Yeah, you know, country of its own. Country of its own, and to be Scarface and like the Ghetto Boys and like existing in in Texas and like making this kind of like fucked up, like you know, what I mean, it was scary music. It was like fucking horrorcore. You find out a lot about him where he seemed like a really unique guy. Like he was into like Black Sabbath and a yeah, lot of like yeah. you know the the like like nowadays like people would say stuff like oh you need to get like some therapy for your mental health and it would be like very supported. But you can tell that like. When you were like a poor black kid in Houston, like people were like that kid's fucking crazy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know, it's like the, he didn't get the support that he needed to like deal with that stuff, but he had an outlet in music. So, and I feel I feel to this day you get a lot of people that that just kind of treat music that way because, you know, that's how you get your feelings out. Yeah, like most of the great though. MCs, it yeah. doesn't work. It's not real. I think it's a myth. You think that's what man? Yeah, music is therapy. The idea of like it is. No, I, I get it out through my music. It, like, yeah, no, it, it genuinely is yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it genuinely yeah. is. Like you get like for sure. There's got to be some point of view because when yeah, but I, I mean, when, when you're making something, when you're, anything, you're painting a fucking picture. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're totally immersed in it. Yeah. I mean that that immersion in your art and that immersion in your head. It's like that's like it's godly. You know what I mean? That's like that's like God taking over. It's something where like time stops, and all that's important is your work and what you're 
making like from scratch like, okay, like 20 yeah, minutes yeah. ago it was nothing now you have yeah, something yeah but I just, what does this have to do with therapy well it's just like that process of accomplishing that it's just that no, it's, it's a release it's a that's release that's all it is but and it's, it's also not therapy like, well I mean they're, they're like, like no one's getting better off of it I just know that I made better beats when I was pissed off at my girl when I was a teenager like I don't know if it helped me deal with the situation but the beats were hotter back yeah. in the day <laughs> I just listened to, like, I never got around to it. I just listened to Mike Geronimo's album for the first time oh, today. Shit, I hated that guy. Like, I Most didn't... generic rapper. It was, though. But, the like, the reason I ended up listening to it is that Royal Flush is on half the tracks, oh, and shit. I love I like Royal, Royal Flush. Yeah. Like, the, the Ghetto Millionaire album is, like, a personal classic. Was he in the, the DICC? Nah, he was just like a random Queens guy that was around. He's a locksmith now because I heard him on the Noriega what? podcast. Oh shit! He was a, like that's he a was weird trade man. He was it hanging is. out with Nor- he was like one of the dudes that was hanging out with Noriega basically. But he was low key like he had great late nineties. Like it was the same. It was like that Camp Low era right before Swizz Beats took over. So sampling was still something that hood dudes did. I did therapy for a few years. Like, I, I had, like, some... Like, I, at one point, I moved away from Montreal, and I was, like, living in another country, and it's, like... Oh, where? Uh, Vietnam, Vietnam, actually. I was Shit. teaching English, because I graduated just when, like, that economic crisis thing hit, and there was, like, no jobs. And okay, yeah. Honestly, I just didn't really want to get a job Fair either. enough. I, was, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But, so I went there, but the problem is, like everyone there is on vacation having a good time and then they leave town three days later and you're stuck working and there's nothing much to do and nowadays I feel it would be a lot more like I've gone back and I feel it would be a lot more pot, you know, a lot easier to meet locals and so like there's Tinder now like, yeah. but back then it was like they were still it wasn't as common to like talk to foreigners and stuff okay, yeah. so it's like I got in like this whole you know that prescription drug out there so it got to be a whole situation so I came back here and like I went into therapy because I was like I I recognized that it was not a healthy situation it was was an issue yeah I was just like I needed to get out of that environment because it wasn't what I wanted it to be and the therapy helped but you know again it was going I don't know it's weird because I don't know if that inspired it but it was going out and doing stuff in life and like making friends and going to raves and doing other less harmful tries (laughs) Helped out. I would agree though that actual <laughs> therapy is probably much better than <laughs> music, making music. music yeah, yeah. Going to an actual therapist. Yeah, so. probably. Hey, it's uh, it's me, Mike. I know I might sound a little different, but I might sound my voice might be a little deeper. It's because I don't know how to I don't know how to say this, but I'm from the fucking future, man. I went to shit, man. It's because it all started when the podcast went under. We couldn't keep it up. It just costs too much. The expenses got too, too much. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, I got to breathe. I'm going to fucking pass out. Okay. Anyway, it got too expensive. We, we went under. 
rest of the world went to shit. I think it's because the podcast fucking went under. I don't know, you gotta go to patreon.com slash lasers on the right. Gotta, you gotta go now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash lasers on the right. I support anyone trying to get healthy, man. Like, I, I'm glad that nowadays there's not nearly as much of a stigma around it. Like, no, totally, man. I'm, I'm going through my own shit right now. I'm, I'm looking to see a therapist. I was seeing a therapist for a minute and stopped. I stopped because she went on vacation. It's expensive like, is the thing that it, I used to get it because, like, I I used to be able to be on, like, my, my folks' health insurance when I was a kid. But now I'm, like, I don't really have insurance. I have whatever the Quebec government gives, which is great for, like, if you break your arm or something, but it's not so good for those long-standing. Yeah, not at all, man. Not at all. Yeah, no, but that's it. Like mental health is uh, like a huge thing. This, I mean, that's like a, a buzzword, though. Now. Mm. Like, so, I mean, I think a lot of people have different opinions on, about it. I understand that, but I think that, like, on an individual level, it's important to to look after your health and your your mental health and all that. But it is a buzzword in the sense that, like, if society is so fucked up that everyone's got these problems, maybe it's not on them. Maybe it's the way the system is set up. Yeah. So we're all suffering, and people are, are using that term mental health to put it like, no, it's on you to take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. So it avoids them having to make any real changes. Yeah, it's true. I yeah. definitely agree. That's like my woke comment of the day. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, there is a universality, a universality, I don't know, to it where, you know what I mean, you are responsible for yourself. Totally. If I'm unhappy, like, what does it matter to anyone else? That's a universal rule. Like, yeah. you know, but what I think that it might be a factor is that, like, the lack of policing, like, you know, these advances in technology and these, like, kind of, like, outlaw internet days you know like where people are spending tons of time on their phone and looking at like depressing pictures of other people's yeah. weddings and getting you know, fucked up emotionally you know what I mean like nobody knows that repercussions of that and like it, coincidentally it's happening at a time where people are getting heavily medicated too like that borderline like he was almost like a Flav of Flav guy, but he actually rapped the verse. No, he had the ad-libs in the background. Yeah. He would like... Oh, okay. Top of the hour. It's like it's top of the hour. Top of the hour. All right, so what we're going to do here, this is this is pretty simple. We're all going to take a, a little piece of paper out of there. All right, it's all right. have a question on it. We're just going to answer it. Cool. Top of the hour. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Is that Hakeem in the in the tambourine? Is that a what? Is that Hakeem or is that Carl Malone? Still? Oh, that's Carl Malone. Still. I think there's a Hakeem Elijah one running around. Really? Yeah. All right, who's going first? Uh, uh, we'll leave you for last. You're the, you're the... Yeah, I haven't opened mine yet, so All right. I'll go first. I was last last time. Okay, if you were the supreme ruler of the Banana Republic, what would be the first three rights listed in your constitution? The Banana Republic, like the store. I guess, it's not really clear. If I was the supreme leader of the Banana Republic... Okay, so like the manager of the Banana Republic. Okay, I would have one suit that 
that at all times that had a, ba- a banana print on it. Okay. That would be that's one. in the Constitution? That's in the Constitution. No, that's that's what the store people have to wear. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. their uniform. But not like a banana costume, like a suit with a no, banana no, print. No, no, ba- banana print suits. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah. chic. Chic. Yeah, you, know, you <laughs> okay, play with yeah. the colors a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Nice Italian fit. Hot at the time. There's uh, always got to be one Filipino girl on shift. Right. Interesting. Filipino, nice. maybe a Filipino white girl and a black girl all on shift. Okay. Maybe not girls. We'll mix up the sexes, you know. But they they gotta look like the Banana Republic. Uh, at or am okay. I thinking? I'm thinking Benetton. I think you're thinking of Benetton. Uh, Banana Republic's really white, isn't it? Yeah, super white. Yeah. So like, maybe Kevin Love is one of their spokespeople. Mm. Super white. Super white. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad shops at Banana Republic yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Did your dad super white? <laughs> yeah. He's super white. So, okay, so I'm going to get... Uh, I'm going to get... Uh, who's super black? Uh, I'm going to get... Um, Who is super black? Fucking... Uh, huh. Yo, who's the who's Morris from the Boston Celtics? What's his first name? Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. Wait, wait. Or his twin, Markeith Morris. I'm gonna get the Morris twins. Okay. They're gonna be mm. the. They're super black. They're gonna be the. Uh, nice. Uh, the, the the models for the clothing, and the third one um, is you guys will get uh, free free gear for. Uh, oh, for, okay. For, All right. for a year. <laughs> okay, for a nice. year. For a year. Banana, banana print suits on me. Man, and his album is great. You have a great, great memory for a hip hop timeline. Like we're on the same like age range, I think, where we're all following on the same like. Yeah, um, we all followed the same path. Like, did you have a subscription to the source? Definitely. I didn't have the subscription. I picked it up at the newsstand yeah. every month, and I switched to Double XL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember my, my favorite source was the one with Ghostface and RZA on the cover around when Supreme Clientele came out. I had that one. What was your favorite source? album album advertisement because that those are the coolest things for me the full page ads mine easy yeah oh man i gotta think about it because um, you discovered so many that's how you discover that's how i discovered uh with self the shocker master p and yeah i i always liked no the limit. like the i always liked the ones that weren't no limit records but they were done by pen and pixel and it was like <laughs> i don't i'm not gonna remember the names it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Global from like South Carolina and it was like yeah. some local radio DJ that put together a compilation of all local yeah. and like he'd be holding like a globe or something and it would <laughs> Man, be like, there was this one that was in the source I swear to God for three years straight and it was he later got signed to like TI he's like Alpha Omega oh yeah 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 and he had one where he was standing there and he's holding a KKK hood and there's all these dead Klu Klux on the ground oh shit there's like a fire in the background and shit I was like this motherfucker's dope yo mine was crew Crew, yeah, the, the dirty thirty. Yeah, yeah, with the, the, the big face. The, the big face. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like a, I love that that logo. That one was sick. I'm, I'm trying to remember the other ones. It's like you know what? I ended up like classic story. I, my mom threw out my source magazines at some point. Oh shit. Yeah. Why she didn't like you looking at? No, all the no. People? It was just like they were left at her house, <laughs> and she was like, I got rid of the old ass pile of magazines you had, and I was like. At, at the time, I wasn't even mad. I was like, "All right." And yeah, now I'm yeah. like, "Ah, oh, man, those things could have, could have yeah. been dope." I wondered. I'm, I'm pretty sure like someone's cataloged them. Yeah, online I wonder. Yeah. The one thing I regret but getting rid of 
the most and I only realized it recently was I had like so much I mean it, it was ridiculous back in the day don't get me wrong but I had so much fat farm oh, and yeah. like Sean John gear that if I had it today and I was rock like first of all it would fit me now because like I'd have grown into <laughs> yeah. it and second, second yeah. of all it's like it would be so good in that retro sense of like oh shit he's got the classic whatever yo straight up but, I remember me and my boy were in line at Dome and he was wearing a uh, gray denim fat farm suit and I was wearing a blue denim fat yeah. farm suit <laughs> mine is it's day zero the zombie virus has spread through north america like wildfire and it's touched down in your city what's your plan for the first 24 hours Mm. shit i actually have a plan that's written on paper (laughs) so when the internet goes down i can still read it Nice. Don't leave your plan on your drive. That's my first thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but let me think. Just frame it and put it on your wall. So, like, you know it. You walk past it every day. Oh, know yeah. It like. Just memorize yeah, it? Yeah, just memorize it. Just Jay-Z my plan. Yeah, but just throw it on a frame on your wall in your bathroom. Every time you're taking a shit, you read it in the plan. Alright, well I mean the first step is I gotta secure I gotta secure my lady and my dog. You yeah. know what I mean? Gotta make sure these these two people are okay. Yeah. Strong then, plan. Yeah. I like how you said your lady before your dog too. Smart move. Well it depends which one's closer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, they're getting secured first. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh then we uh we gotta we gotta get the car. We gotta fill it up with stuff. Yeah. Preferably stuff that'll help us. The guns. Guns, tuna. Yeah, tuna. Uh, can opener. Make sure you bring can, can opener. opener. I, I'm going to have to find guns. I don't actually have guns. That's going to be a lot harder like in Canada than it would it in is. the U.S. It right? is. I think you got to go out towards the country. Everyone's got rifles. My, Maybe go towards Ontario. My girl's like parents have guns because they're from the country and like uh, she but like I, I went to their place for the like I met them for the first time at Easter and she made her dad promise that he wouldn't like be polishing his gun when I showed up because he oh, wanted to like spook shit. me and shit okay. like yo you got me thinking now it's like say you only had so you had $50 in your pocket okay and you wanted to buy a gun right now or find a gun do you think you could do it and how long would you think you could do it in I know one guy who I would contact. And you think that he, he, he might be able to make it happen. For $50? $50, no. $100. Yeah, pretty much. I would like... I mean, not in, this, not in the case of a zombie apocalypse, guys. I'd have to go on Facebook and be like, am I still friends with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. If, if it was a knife, I'd go straight to, like, the Army Surplus store on St. Louis. Canadian Tire. Like, yeah. I was in uh, Canadian yeah, Tire the other day. They got, like, hacksaws. It's, it's crazy in yeah. there. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Canadian Tire. Yo, what? I'm scared of power tools, for real, for real. Like, get a couple power tools. And Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Chainsaw oh, the zombie. Chainsaw, yeah. You plug it in, though. No, no, you don't plug in. It's gas. Oh, yeah. <sighs> if you had a cord, you could, like... I'm thinking of a handsaw. That could be terrible. Yeah, the hands. Yeah. But they also got uh, baseball bats. Yeah. Baseball bats. Aluminum, though. Oh, you don't... So, you see, secure oh, your no, lady and girl. Yeah, secure my lady my girl. Go to Canadian Tire, get some knives, get a lot of tuna, find a boat, hit the water. Hit the water. Hit the water. Strong plan. Oh, 
But how long can you stay out in the water for? You know what I mean? Are you going to wait for this to all just play itself out? I'll stay for a good month, I think. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be crazy shit going on at the beginning. I like how you're bringing tuna to the water. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're a Canadian type, you may as well get like a fishing line. Or yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm gonna put that on my list. I used to I used to have like a dress code at school, so it's like I would just wear the the, the silk pattern shirts or whatever because I could actually wear it in school because otherwise it was just like some polo or some shit. Yeah, and. It was it was funny because at that at that point that like my parents had sent me to like a boys school to kind of like get me in line and shit, and like I realized I didn't have to dress like no one was dressing fly and I was like all right I'm gonna dress as ridiculous as I can so I my dad was in the garment business so I, I found like these four Hawaii four or five Hawaiian shirts for like a buck each they were n- the most hideous thing yeah. and I would just rotate them five <laughs> days a week until one day I had my geography teacher she fucking snapped at me and she was like maybe if you didn't dress like you were on fucking vacation you'd actually pass my class <laughs> and she like I'm like I'm paraphrasing because it was in French or whatever yeah. but she threw me out and like I went to a principal I was like what did you do he's like I wore a Hawaiian shirt and like I'm pretty sure that's in their dress code and apparently the year after they changed the dress code no. because of me oh man <laughs> that is so fucking funny man those that's Hawaiian funny. shirts like those like that's a commitment to trolling right there yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally what was it what was your uh, you told a story about uh, another professor you had but what was your favorite high school teacher I didn't have one. I fucking hated high school so badly. Like, I, I actually taught English for a while, which was such a weird career for me, but, like, I always tried to not be as whack. As, I, went, I went to Catholic school, and I was, like, anything that, like, I wasn't even that rebellious in the, like, drink, smoke, weed kind of thing, but I would speak English just because they didn't want me to. Yeah. It was, like, I, like I, I need to shout out, like, I'm not going to say the name of the school. I don't even want that out there, but... The one thing I can say about high school is, like, it showed me everything I didn't want to be as an adult. So shout out to them because no. they sucked, man. University was, was fun because then they treat you like an adult and you want to learn. But it's like this, uh, this you know. High school, yeah, it is. There's these all these, co- like, prison codes, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like, it's like the JV version of prison. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, especially a boys' school and stuff, it's like there wasn't no, like, girls usually calm, like, can you imagine a bunch of 16-year-olds with no women to, like, Jeez. prevent them from acting, like, crazy and shit? It's like, you know, usually you're there and it's like, I'm not going to act like a complete asshole because I kind of want to get with him, but... Yeah, that's the thing. Well, DMT, I, like, I, I'm, like, interested in that. I, I researched that a little bit. I mean, that's that's kind of what got me into the idea of these spiritual frequencies is, is these cool DMT experiences that, like... All people have similar experiences, and they all sound like a cool trip. You know, they all, you get sucked into a vortex apparently first, then you see geometric patterns that you've never seen before, and little creatures come and greet you, and they like go through your body, and they like they welcome you basically to the spirit land of like let us show you like they're excited to show you what the world is like. That's like kind of the gist of yeah. I never, I never did DMT, but I've, I've had some terrifying ones that were similar to that. Like nowadays, I'm, I'm a lot less, uh, less inclined to that kind of behavior. I had to stop at some point because it's like it's cool if you use it as a growth experience, but at some point it can go a little too far deep. Nowadays, it's like oh yeah, you get too deep down the rabbit hole. It's uh, with psychedelics. That was that that reminded me, like I was telling you guys before we came in, the one story that happened in these lofts that I was oh, yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that one was it happened like it was the couch was on I guess the other side of the room there and it was like I have a general rule for parties like at 5 5 30 unless you're gonna go and do like you, you consciously acknowledge that you're gonna just make bad decisions for the rest of the party and then's the time to get out because that's like when it gets to another yeah. level of intense the vortex like the first yeah. metro is open and you're like are we really going to the next level or I'm not? I'm impressed that you pushed it that early or that late, I guess, 5.30. Because well, you're right. I, like, I say 4.30. Mm. No, 5 me, me, it's the same as you. It's I like, got to catch the, the metro. sun's I don't coming drive, up. So. The metro's open. Yeah. So I'm sitting on a couch trying to decide what I'm going, and this guy sits down next to me, and he puts out, like, the biggest line of Coke that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was like a whole record cover. Yeah. And he's driving up, and I'm like, I'm kind of like looking at it, but I'm like assuming that it's going to be for, you know, a bunch of people. And it, this guy, like, to just give you an idea, he was dressed, he looked like a 1940s detective. I don't know what he was doing at the bar. He had a trench coat and a hat and a tie. Okay. And it wasn't a costume party. It's everyone else was dressed normal. And he just looks. This is that kind of place. That's yeah. what, that cocaine confidence yeah. that makes you put on an outfit like that. And he looks at me, like, dead in the eyes. And goes, mono means one and rail means rail from like The Simpsons. And he just <laughs> does the whole thing. And I'm like, that's it, buddy. I'm out. <laughs> I like how he sat down right next to you. Like, did he offer you any of these? No. And, you know, there was other people in the, like, I don't know if anyone knew him in the party. Oh, shit. He just, he just needed a witness to this, like, it legend. Was, it, it was kind of scary just because he was really that intense. And it's not like I wasn't wavy or whatever. I don't remember. I must have drank or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was wavy enough, but it was, it was a little terrifying at the time just because, you know, you could tell that he'd rehearsed the line. Like, this oh. was a party trick that he clearly did. Uh, oh, shit. I don't like it. You just ruined the story for me. Uh, I mean, I don't, that's what I'm a, assuming. This guy's a pretentious dick now. Oh, no, yeah. he definitely was. Before he just had character in my mind. Uh. You know what I mean? I saw, I saw, I'm not going to mention his name, but I saw a prominent Montreal, like, kind of, like, figure. He's like a scenester figure. And he was at the bar back here. And uh, I, I knew him from the scene. I was like, "Yo, what's up, man? I like I I, I, knew, I know I like your work. Uh, come, come! I got a studio back here. Come, let's let's hang out." It was probably like four thirty in the morning because mm. he's not used to being around. He's like a plateau guy. Mm. Anyway, so we end up hanging out here, and it was at that time, around five thirty in the morning, when he's like holding the coke baggie up by his ear, like this, while he's talking. And a key in one hand by the other ear and it, this is his like standard talking pose at this point oh. which is and he starts telling me about how he likes having group sex with uh with couples and that's when i was that's when the conversation veered off into like you know i uh, like let's let's uh let's figure out how we're getting home now <laughs> you know what it's it's always those interesting 5 a.m discussions where it's like i never know whether it's like i need now i've seen the real you yeah. or more it's after five in the morning. This doesn't count. Like, yeah. there's two different views that you can take on those interactions. Like, man, I spent like a long time staying up till five, involved in a lot of these kinds of conversations, and eventually, just like it, in the end, it's like everyone's just sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you're sad. Well, you're sad. Well, it's like, am like, I sad? Like, like, is that why I'm here? I was listening to this interesting uh, This American Life episode. It was uh, just about that. It was about a woman working her way up 
the scale of an all-male workforce and changing it by the hiring process. She would just work her way as a position as a person that hired in HR and uh, train people, hired women, and then trained women. And then the work environment started changing because there, instead of one woman in the room, there'd be four. Well, and there'd be four women to tell like the three guys watching porn in the corner that, yo. Well, that's the worst situation because like even that school, it was weird because in Sec 5, they added just a few girls to it for some reason, like which was just bizarre because like, I feel bad for those chicks now because we were like, all so fucking thirsty. <laughs> but it was just like the worst level of it because then you just have like a bunch of dudes who don't know how to act around women and not enough women to balance it out. Like, that yeah. is just a bad situation. Like, I feel if you go, like, even something closer, like, 50-50 or, like, whatever the numbers are, if it's close, like, cool. But when you have, like, a kind of an ecosystem and then you just put in a disruptive force, that's not good. Without saying the name of the school, was it the school, all-boys school, that had the other three all-girls school that shared the same dances? Yes, it was. So there you go. You had that option. In Montreal, there's one all-boys school and then three all-girls school and then all the dances are... Or at least there was the one year that I went. I distinctly remember there was a lot of bad boy productions getting played in my junior year and like it was like girls on one side guys didn't know how to talk on the oh, other man. it was bad it was it was like junior high junior high too Puffy so. and bring them together no nah, like mace was mace was not enough jesus that's all he's there for all right let's see the final reveal for the, oh, the self pleasure yeah. all right let's i got that. a little sunshine oh, in the background yeah, yeah, that looks a lot of uh, a little van gogh-ish yeah no? let me let me get a look at this yeah. oh shit yeah I yeah. like it. I feel I feel I look eyebrows. meaner. I feel I look meaner than I wanted to look in it. You look a little mean. Yeah. I, I, I'm Most not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset, which is weird. But yeah. like, I, that, like maybe that's how I see how other people say myself because I've had exes say that I got like a resting, like angry face and shit. Uh, so, oh, I don't yeah. think so, man. I don't think so. I think that your viciousness comes out when you're dissing Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> like now everyone's like playing house and techno. It's just like. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, I don't want to hear that drum beat. I can't stand it. Just because I've heard it a million times, and you're not even doing it fast. You're not doing it particularly slow. You're not doing anything with it. My body's not moving. And it's like, it's, you know, I, I, like, that was the other stage at Picnic. They were doing that, and I was looking at people, and I was like, yeah, you're turned up. Like, you know, you you drank, or you're on whatever you're on, and you're having a good time, but it's not. Yeah, Yeah. You take that away. It's like, I feel like a few years ago, trap music was in that mode too, where you had a lot of generic trap and then like people got weird with it. I feel like that was the cool thing that happened in Atlanta was you had all the people in Atlanta like, all right, we're making trap music, but we're going to be really fucking next level about it. And then you get like young thug dressing in a dress and like barely talking English anymore. Right. Which took me uh, about a year to catch up with. And I, I, now I love Young Thug. But, like, it, like it, I didn't get it at first, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, I got the direct Lil Wayne kind of, yeah, like... It was just too easy, like, for me not to get. But it got, it got like, the weird stuff I didn't really get. Yeah. Where, you, like, the like the weird d- dissonant melodies he was yeah, doing. That was, stuff. like, the mixtape wheezy stuff. Mm. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the, the crazy, like... Mixtape thug is, like, to this day, it's, like, I know that it's the quote-unquote good stuff that all yeah. the really deep people are into. But it's true that, like, they're... That, that phase that rappers get into where they're just putting out mixtape after mixtape it's so good but at the same time there's no editing so it's yeah. you have to be in the mood to mm. to get into it but then by the time they get to the point where they know how to be an artist and edit their tape down they've maybe lost some of that raw yeah. magic so it's it, you're getting the trade off 
It's true. It's true. Like, how do you feel about Jim Jones? Jim Jones from Diplomats? Yeah. I mean, he can't w- wait to find out where this question goes. <laughs> that's an, yeah, it's yeah. like I did not. I, that's not what I expected to hear. Right? Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Uh, G- I mean, Dipset. I mean, I was I was 19 in 2003, the year of our Lord, when diplomatic immunity <laughs> dropped and changed the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, it goes like Miles Davis, kind of blue, Michael Jackson thriller, diplomatic <laughs> immunity. Right, right. Um, Jim Jones is an excellent third guy in your rap group. Like, I don't know. Oh, if I- shit, three. <laughs> He's your third center. All right. I got a fuck, marry, kill, and it's an interesting list of names. Fuck, marry, kill Dave Letterman, Dave Chappelle, and Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> so just because we were talking about Dipset, I get the no homo of this. I haven't been able to use the, the yeah, words yeah, no homo shit, in about like yeah. 15 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I I'm, like how you say you went with a no homo and not pause. Oh, I like, I like that, w- that would have been good too. No, no, no. But no. Dipset was, they were no yeah, homo. They were the yeah. no homo. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use like a loose interpretation of of this game. So like, fuck Dave Franco, cause I, I don't fuck just fuck Dave Franco. Okay, yeah, yeah, fuck okay. that guy. Uh, marry oh, marry that's, that's Dave. Cool interpretation. Marry Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle is like the goat to bring it back oh, to what we're saying. He's, he's gonna like, fuck around on you though. Yeah, nah, but like he's already married to like that Asian that Asian lady. He keeps bringing it up, but honestly, this he fucks is, around on her too. The the last Dave Chappelle <laughs> stand up special that they put out in December when he was just talking about Me Too and it wasn't even jokes he was just talking about shit on stage that was the realest stand-up I've ever seen like the fourth one that he did for Netflix that wasn't even in the contract he's just like I'm gonna throw the extra the extra one out that was the realest stand-up special it was yeah it bummed me out too yeah define real like what do you mean by real like like real as in like you got to the heart of him I mean he was saying some offensive shit, but he was also saying some shit that I feel that a lot of people were maybe thinking. They didn't necessarily agree with it, but they were maybe working it out in their head, and he went and did it out loud. So it's like, all of this stuff is like, you can be like, are you into these different genres? But it's really more about following what people were listening to. Well, it's like an evolution. You're following yeah. an evolution of sound that's kind of and changing like little parts of it, you know, and adding little parts. And I find it interesting because it's not like, because like if you go from hip hop, from like Run DMC to Ludacris, it, the sound has changed as much as those things, but everyone's like, now that's hip hop. Like they just keep one name. Well, and now then Ludacris and Young Thug. Yeah, exactly. Or like Two Chains, who was part of Ludacris's crew back in the day. That like, mm-hmm. I, have you seen those Netflix? Boy. Yeah, those Netflix documentaries that they did. Rapture. They have an amazing one on Two Chains where he breaks his leg before he goes on tour, and they awesome. get him like a pink wheelchair, and he does. He did his entire tour yeah. in a wheelchair. That gave like I always liked Two Chains, but that gave me so much respect for his work ethic. Like he's like, nah, I'm not giving up on this yeah. tour. That's a cool story. Yeah. How long I was broke. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The amount of Wheel weed that yeah. that guy's like, he's smoking like cigars worth of weed in every single, like all the shots where he's not with his children. I think he stopped when his kids were around. How yep. would you feel if you found out Two Chains was smoking dummy weed and it wasn't real weed? Ooh. I would be probably even more hurt than finding out that Drake had help with his lyrics. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, me too. That would that would be that would crush me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just wondering. He's because he he doesn't need to. Like, what, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like no. you leave the weed alone, you're still like yeah. what six seven. Like, like no one's gonna judge you for not smoking weed. Like, like I understand in the music industry, like sometimes you need help with your bars or you like that's fine. All kinds of music you collaborate, but like. He's got I would, I would feel the same way. I would almost feel the same way about it if any, if I saw anyone smoking fake weed, I'd be like, I yeah, don't want, I can't so hang weird. out with you. There's something wrong with you yeah, as a person. Super weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't trust you on anything anymore. He's just always rolling it up in front of you. Like, he just does it all the time. <laughs> oh man, I love this stuff. But wait, wait, wait. Are we talking like d- dummy weed? Like it does nothing, or those yeah, like fake like, weed? Not those fake weeds they sell in the states. No, no, no. Because no. like, those I things like apparently make weed. you go insane. Spice, yeah, yeah. the spice yeah. shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah, no flocking. Yeah, no, no. Well, no. yo, last night I was sick all night because I had bad edibles. I had my girl got some edibles, and they're supposed to be CBD, uh, they're like the ones that don't have any THC. Yeah. I mean, they like, kind of just like calm you down or whatever. So I took like one; it didn't really do anything. I took like two more, and then my <laughs> stomach just started. <laughs> you took two more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured like <laughs> yeah. one wasn't gonna do That's that. That's hilarious. Let me but You believe these? Believe these pieces of shit? Anyway, just give me a second. Oh my god. Oh god, the future's terrible. The future's horrible. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, this is future, Mike. I mean, that's probably pretty obvious. Uh, just, uh wanna tell y'all what you get for helping the lasers on what amounts to to essentially saving the fucking world you know if you go by the logic of my previous promo um oh hold on wait, wait, wait give me one second Christ, that was fucking terrifying. That was the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, yeah, you get high quality episodes that sound even better than this, figuratively, since this is a hellscape of bombs, bullets, and robo suits. You get extra episodes a month for. It's a secret. It's something else. Uh, five. You can get your own personalized episode and you can choose the music. You can give us conversation starters. You can choose the theme. Head to patreon.com slash lasers on a ride to get all this shit. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash lasers on the ride. How'd you get into all this British shit? Where does that come from? Um, yeah, basically like when I was going to those parties, like I was saying, when I came back from Vietnam and stuff, they were throwing like dubstep parties in Montreal, and that's originally UK. And I, I'm nerdy about whatever kind of music I get into, so I noticed that I like the underground stuff, and I found out that it was from there. So I went to the UK on a couple trips, and like really, I just started writing about 
like grime was like big in like 2002, 2003, 2004, and it went away. And then when dubstep got whack, I started. I was like, oh well, let me look into this stuff because it's like kind of halfway between dubstep and hip hop. That's like that's pretty much what I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the recipe. Yeah, it, it was like all right. It's a little bit guy got more like Jamaican influence, a little bit more black influence. I'm down with that 100%. That takes away all the stuff that I didn't like about dubstep or whatever dubstep had become at that point. And right around that time, I was kind of making a little low-key underground comeback, so I started writing about it. And the biggest difference between like that kind of stuff and hip-hop is it's so accessible like if you write about someone they're just gonna hit you up like yo what's up like you should come you should come by when if ever you come to you know yeah, yeah. hang out and party it's like no one is like a superstar whereas like in hip-hop like if you are not like you know like people talk about struggle rappers yeah, yeah where it's like if you're not a super successful mc then what the fuck are you doing with this shit whereas in like a lot of the UK underground stuff, like, everyone's doing this as a side thing because they like the music. No one's... Yeah, yeah. Re- like, the big MCs, like Wiley and Skepta and, and them, they made a job out of it, but they even followed the American model to kind of do it. I'm, I'm going to jump in and say that I never said who I would kill. I'm going to kill Dave Letterman. Dave, not because that's fucked up. Not man. Bu- no, but not not because I dislike him. But he's getting up there, and it's like oh, okay, that's a good. It's got to be a mercy kind of. Yeah, that's true. He and, is pretty old, and like his t- and his Netflix show fell off. Like, have you uh, did you see the Jay Z episode? Yeah, I saw. Like Jay Z needs a haircut. <laughs> man, I like it. Yeah, no, I like, I like it. it. He's reaching rich white guy territory. Yeah, he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, fuck all that shit. You, I, th- you, you th- think the show fell off? I think I like it. I like I like the first couple that he had, and then the Jay Z episode. Half of it was him, them hanging out with Rick Rubin. And I didn't him. like that. Episode. Oh, I didn't. Like I was that. I was like, the Rick Rubin shit was fucking horrible. I didn't even like the Jay Z part. Okay, so the Jay Z parts. This is my thing about it. It's the conversation they're having about cheating. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's David Letterman is from like the Midwest and Jay Z's from Marcy Projects, right? He's from an environment full of gangsters that kind of can't say what they really mean. They speak in codes because they don't want to incriminate each other. Midwestern people, they speak in codes because they don't want to offend people. They're still, they're, they're passive aggressive. They're nice. Mm-hmm. They're able to say they're ancestrally Scandinavian, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. So, so you have these two people talking about adultery, and they're communicating without saying a single thing. But they know exactly what they're talking about. And they're both on the same framework of, like, neither one of us want to say with this out loud. But, like, we know how to talk about it. I, th- I dance think- around it and, and even admit guilt to it without admitting guilt. And, like, the handshake that Jay-Z gives David Letterman after that, that exchange was an exchange like, wow. Like, me and you just saw eye to eye on something where, like, these two cultures kind of shared a similar, like, value. Yeah, it looked pretty sad. Jim yeah. Jones was talking about, like, fucking, I don't know, like, girl with, like, three nipples and shit. And, mm. They were wild. Drunk. Who was it? It was, like, Killer Mike who said that, like, he hang, he goes to the strip club with his wife. That's what the, that's where they hang out. Yeah, some people, that's just, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess in Atlanta, I don't know too what much is about it. Else? It's just, like, a, it's a, a, a different type of club culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I saw, like, I think it was, it was a GQ video that they did at Magic City for an article where they explained it, like, how much music gets broken there. And, like... It was athletically impressive what the girls were doing mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, 
Like this is sexy, but it's also more like I'm Lincoln's just really Im- in the Olympics. Like yeah, no, totally, and like not in a like a, a dirty way, just in a like man, like I mean, I've seen girls twerk, but like not on a professional level. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> It's like it is a professional. They are getting paid to do yeah, this. You're getting That's front true. row seats to like the like. Like I mean? actually, last year at the Kendrick show at the Bell Center, I went to that, and YG brought out some girls to dance, and like, like Kendrick's girls, like his backup dancers were dressed up as ninjas, and they had swords, and it was like super That's impressive. Super weird. Yeah, it was. It was totally Kendrick. <laughs> I, I, I honestly believe that Kendrick doesn't have sex. He just sits at home and writes raps all the time. Yeah, he sounds like a dude who's just like in his cave making rap music. I think he's an angry drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have a slogan yet where we are our sign-offs? No, we could try to improv one right now. Disco. No, that's... Fuck. Scoobity poop. Scoobity poop. I don't like to poop. I don't like scoops. We didn't even talk about posts. Shout out to posts. I was I, I would go I wanted to go around the room and just like clown on him and this is like who he looks like moist baloney <laughs> moist baloney I saw him I saw him last year a friend of mine had had won like at the hotel room over the mural festival where he was performing yeah and it was it was actually a lot of fun because we were all like you know the crowd was going nuts or whatever and we we're all on this balcony like drinking our beers and hating on him from above <laughs> it, it felt really snobby but in a yeah. good way yeah. It's okay if it's Post Malone. Yeah, I, I was like, and and I was really disappointed that they booked Post Malone. I was like, that's the best they can get. And like a year later, it's like he's a huge artist. I'm like, maybe I'm out of touch, but I feel it's all right. He's like secret huge, you know. He I mean? is like he's bigger than you think he is. There is a type of white person for whom Post Malone is the absolute shit. He Yo. kind of reminds me of Kid Rock back in the day. Oh. Like, I googled the That's... Kid Rock album. He had 14 million sales of that one record. The Buy With The Buy album? Yeah, like, and I mean... <laughs> My name is Kid! Full, dis- full disclosure, I bought one when I was God 15. Damn it, God. <laughs> I bought the biscuit. Oh, oh you're, yeah, you're yeah. both terrible. And there's one woman... Um, Oh, what were you saying right before? Angry drunk? Oh yeah, angry drunk. <laughs> so she's like, uh, she, I, I'm like walking behind her, and she, she got a mug, and her friend, like, there's two women in their fifties. She's like, are you, are you, what are you drinking in your mug? And the girl's like, milk. And the girl's like, oh. you're drinking milk in your mug? She's like, yeah, white Russian milk. <laughs> oh, takes a big okay. sip, and I'm like, yo, these chitches are fucking plastic. Just walking oh. around that thing. White, but like white Russians out of like a, like a like one of those thermoses, you know what I mean? That's crazy. That's like, who walks around with a thermos's worth of white Russians? Yeah, that seems like a terrible. That's crazy. Like a a so white much. Russian is fine, but like, uh, it's getting all warm and yeah, shit. Nah, uh, the, nah, nah. Man, she wasn't even judged for it. She was like, it was accepted by the other girls. She was like, all right. Shout out, shout out all the late 90s Def Jam movie tie-in soundtracks. Oh, I love those. Uh, like, I yo, would go uh, see, like, all Nutty the ones. Professor? Yeah. Um, That's a what was the ones with Martin Lawrence in it? Blue Streak? Blue Streak. What's on that? The Diamonds, Diamonds by Jay-Z. Oh. That was on there. Uh, there was a really, I think Blue Streak was the Above one. Above the Rim soundtrack. The Show soundtrack. 
the, the one with Blue Streak had that this one really I think it's called Windpipe it was RZA ODB and Ghostface and it's like low-key the sickest late period Wu-Tang track that's out there it's like it's not dark it's when RZA was starting on like the Bobby digital stuff but you can tell that they were I don't know what they were on but they were on some next level drugs in that session hey, if you had to sacrifice two members of the Wu-Tang to save the world which two is it? okay <laughs> I like how you had to save the world that's okay yeah this is for the world for the world in, in what year am I making the sacrifice am I going back in time and we're never getting their verses or is it today I think you just made this question a little more interesting. Yeah, I don't like know. Like, erase them from time. Erase them from time. I just time. saw the Infinity War thing, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no, today. Just today. Today, okay. Oh. You know what? You got has actually gotten pretty much better, so I'm saving you, God. Oh, I'm saving you, God. No, 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 because yeah. you know what? Like, who's going to catch a bullet? Who's, who's catching a bullet for you, God, right His now? His hairline is funny as fuck. I like I like you got I actually like Master Killer now. I'm Meth is definitely staying, Ray and Ghost are staying. That is, you know what? Yeah. The thing is Riza is so corny now. Yes. He's and I don't wanna do it, but But do it, do yeah, it. Yeah, Riza's gotta go. Riza's one of them. I'm so you know, but it's like it's like when you see the old yeller the dog the dog flick and you're like, I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> Who was the second person? It was Risen. Uh, Inspected Deck, probably. Inspected Deck. Because okay. Inspected Deck is doing albums with 7L and Esoteric now, yes. and I feel I feel that it's, at that point, it's, it's like, it's like he's like, do he it. <laughs> yeah. He had a song with Anakin Slade. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. like no one, wants, no one wants to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like pointing a gun at you, like, if you don't shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm so advanced. Oh my god, lyrically <laughs> lyrical, I'm a spiritual miracle. <laughs> and we're gonna end on that. Alright, lasers. Peace.